Hello, welcome to Horizon at Home. I'm Erica Allen, I'm one of the pastors of Horizon, and I am so glad you are joining us this morning. We're beginning a new message series, Hopeful. How do we live lives that are full of hope in such an empty world? I don't think there's ever been a week that a message has spoken to me quite the way this message has. In my own life this week, I faced some mountains that I was going to have to climb up, an ocean, it felt like an ocean that I was gonna have to swim across. It felt like the storms of life were just raging and I felt empty. On top of that, every time I turn on the news, I recognize how empty our world is. The racial injustice present in our world is leaving so many of us feeling empty and helpless and hopeless. The storms, the natural disasters that were pending and that hit Louisiana and Texas this week, it, it left me feeling empty as folks' homes and businesses were literally emptied out. I felt empty as we are moving towards an election season that is emptying us of all values and, and ability to have conversation or friendships across political divides. I feel empty and the world feels empty. And this week, I realized that hope isn't just looking out at the future with this optimistic, everything's gonna be okay. No, hope is looking at the mountain that you have to climb. Hope is looking at the ocean that you're gonna have to swim across. And there's this moment where you're like, I don't, I don't have the ability to climb that mountain. I don't have the energy for it. I don't have the people with me that I need with me to do this. I cannot climb that mountain. I said that this week. I can't swim across that ocean. It's too far. It's exhausting. There's too much going on. I cannot swim across this ocean. I cannot make it through this storm. I don't have the right rain jacket. I, there's too much other things that I need to do. The rain is causing me not to do what I, it is I need to do. I cannot make it through this. That's, that's despair. It's called looking out at what you have to do at the next thing that's coming and feeling like there is absolutely no way you can make it through. Anybody felt like that recently? And hope offers you something different. Hope allows you to look up at that mountain that you have to climb and realize you can do it. You have the people around you to do it. God showed me this week that God is with me even as I climb that mountain. You do nothing alone or separate from God. It, it, it's looking at the ocean that you have to swim across and realizing that somehow, some way, you're going to have the gifts and the equipment to get across there that you need. It's going through the storms of life and recognizing that you are never, ever alone, even if you can't control everything around you. How do we begin to live lives full of hope, even in the face of mountains, storms, and oceans that we have to cross? And the simple answer this week, the simple answer was Jesus, but I tried to find hope in everything else, right? If I research and Google enough, I'll find the answer. If I spend enough money on Amazon, it will fix this problem. If I complain to my friends enough, maybe this problem will just go away. And Jesus offers something more than that. 
Jesus offers us hope, and Jesus has been doing that for over 2,000 years. See, these are the three ways that Jesus offers hope. The first way that Jesus offers hope is he lived it. He modeled it. We can read about his stories of what he did and who he was in the Bible, and we can recognize that Jesus lived hope. When someone was facing their own mountain or storm, Jesus figured out ways to support them and heal them and offer them what it was they needed that they may, they may experience hope in an impossible situation. Jesus lived hope as he walked this earth. The second thing that Jesus did is he taught us about hope. He taught us how to experience hope in such an empty world. Jesus lived in this exact same world we live in. He knows it is empty. He knows it will drain you of all hope. He knows that when facing mountains or storms or oceans, Jesus knows that there are a million things that will rob you of all hope that you can get through this. So Jesus taught us about hope. He taught us how to be happy and joyful, how to serve others, how to love one another. Jesus taught us about hope, how to be people full of hope. And Jesus offers all of us hope even right now through his death and resurrection. He died on a cross and he defeated sin and darkness and death and grief and all of the things that leave us desperate and empty. Jesus defeated all of that and rose above it, right? He looked up and he gave us all hope because those things don't get to have the last word anymore. We can live as people full of hope because of Jesus. This morning, we're going to look at a story in Luke chapter 10. If you have your Bibles with me, go ahead and turn with you. Go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 38 through 42. If you have a pen, go ahead and circle it because we're going. To, I'm going to encourage you this week to come back and look at this story several times. There were two women who were living in a world empty of hope, and they found hope. In Jesus. Their names were Mary and Martha. We read about their story in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they were journeying, doing the things that Jesus and his disciples did, bringing hope to people throughout the world. As they're on their way doing this, Jesus came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home up to him. Before I go any further this morning, I want you to hear if you want hope, are you opening your home up to Jesus? It doesn't have to be perfect. I just am asking you, if Jesus is coming through your village, is your home opened up to him? Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet. She sat at the feet of Jesus and she listened to what he said as he came in Martha's house. But Martha so Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and she asked him, she looked Jesus right in the face and she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Jesus said, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Martha looks at Jesus, and, he said, and she says, Don't you care that my world feels empty? I feel empty of energy because I'm taking care of all of these preparations and doing all of these things. 
don't you care, Jesus, that my world is empty because my sister's doing her own thing and not helping me out? Don't you care about my emptiness, Jesus? And Jesus looks at her and says, Martha, Martha, this morning, maybe Jesus is looking at you and saying, Erica, Erica, you are distracted by many things. Chris, Chris, you are worried and distracted about many things. Justin, 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 you are worried and distracted about many things. What is your name? Put it there and let Jesus say to you, you are worried and distracted about many things. See, what will rob you of hope is being worried and distracted by many things. It will rob you of all hope. You will be all focused on all the preparations and all of the things in your world and in your life. You will be worried about backpacks and lunches and dish, uh, sinks full of dishes. You'll be worried about laundry and the, the, to -do, the never-ending to-do list at work. You'll be worried at, about mountains and storms and oceans. And you'll be worried about all the things that you can and you can't do. And you will miss out on a life full of hope. Worry and distraction steal hope from us. They leave us feeling empty. And Jesus says, this is how you can have a life full of hope. You're worried and distracted about many things. But there are only a few things that are important, Jesus tells Martha. He says to her, few things are needed. Right now, this morning, if you're having such a hard time, feeling like you have any amount of hope in your life, there may be some things you need to start saying no to. There's some things you need to stop worrying about and, and not let have control of your life anymore. Few things are needed. And then he says, or indeed, only one. Actually, only one thing is really needed. And he says, and Mary chose that. She sat at my feet and she spent time with me. This morning, if you're distracted by many things, if you're worried about many things, Jesus has one simple thing to say this morning. Few things are needed. You are not going to feel more full because the sink is empty of dishes. You will not feel full when all your laundry list is done. You will not feel more full when all the tasks at work are completed. You will not feel more full by any of those things. You will feel full in an empty world when you have spent time at the feet of Jesus. And here's what always happens when we spend time at the feet of Jesus. We stand up at some point to serve the world as people full of hope. We begin to come along people who are desperate and empty and we say, look, look up at that mountain. There is hope. You can climb it. With Jesus, with me, with the people, with the things you need, we can do this together. You look ahead at the storm that you don't think there's any way you can make it through, and you realize you are full of hope. You look at the ocean that you have to cross, and it doesn't seem quite so big because there's not a million other things distracting you. All you have to do is swim. There are many things Many things that distract us and rob us of hope, that empty our glasses and our lives of hope. And only one thing is needed, spending time at the feet of Jesus, where he will love you and offer you hope and stand you up and prepare you to serve and change the world. 
This week, I spent some time with my friend Sean Brown. I was empty this week. I, I've shared that with you earlier in the message. I talked to him, and Sean, even we both out on our mask, we're serving at the Gandhi Civic Center, and deep in his belly, he gets this belly laugh, and it's the first time in a week that someone around me has laughed with this deep belly laugh, and I remember thinking in that moment, he has joy. He has hope. He's serving these folks who don't know where their next meal or food are coming from for the week, and he has joy and hope. Sean's life isn't perfect, but Sean is facing the things ahead of him with hope. And so I looked at him. I said, Sean, what's your secret? Like, how are you smiling and excited and joyful right now? What is your secret? And Sean does two things. He spends time at the feet of Jesus, and he spends every spare moment serving Jesus. Did COVID take away some of the ways he could serve? Yes, and he found other ways to serve Jesus. Did COVID mean that he has extra work to do? Yes, but he found time to sit at the feet of Jesus because he knows that he has to do that to offer hope to the world. We've got some pictures of the Gandhi Civic Center we're going to put up right now, some of the work that Sean's doing, that he's invited people from Horizon who felt empty, like to, right, to come and serve others so that they may experience hope. This is what happens when we sit at the feet of Jesus. We are filled up to offer hope to a world who feels so empty and needs it. This morning, Faith and Adam are going to sing a song, Oceans. When we look out and we recognize that our own feet are going to fail, that we don't have what it, what it takes to do what, what it is that is, is ahead of us next, where our feet may fail, Jesus in, in his love and his grace is going to take our hands and walk us through it. Jesus is going to, through his grace, bring the right people alongside us to help us cross these oceans, climb these mountains, and make it through these storms. This week, you can live as a person full of hope. I, I challenge you to do just one thing this week. Sit down every single day with Luke Chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, read the story of Mary and Martha and see what hope it is Jesus offers to you through his words every day. Try it for seven days. And sing this song with hope that we can face the oceans even when our feet may fail. God, we thank you that when our feet may fail, when we are not enough, you are around us. These words that we just sang, God, are our prayer to you. We give our lives to you. We ask you to fill us with hope, God. Use us to bring your hope into an empty world. For those of us who feel so empty today, fill us up with hope. Thank you. Thank you for your love and for your grace that offers hope to such an empty world.